0: First stab at it, so um, Morgan, it's your birthday, so you get to start with introductions.
1: Yay! All right, yay, yeah, it's my birthday. So, um, hi, my name is Morgan McGrath. Um, I am um, in. Have started rowing uh, not too long ago. I started rowing about 2016, and um, only indoor rowing. If I was on the water, I'd probably fall in. So I usually tell people, but um, I've definitely come to love it and um, have done a few competitions recently, and so. I'm here to talk with Martha, who is awesome, and will be telling you a little bit about herself.
0: All right. And so that's today's birthday girl, tomorrow's birthday girl. That's so crazy. But I'm Martha Loudon, and uh, I uh, I have rowed since 1993, so that's a lot of years now. And um, I'm the co-owner and head coach at Catalyst Rowing Fitness, which is an indoor rowing center. Uh, here in Verona, Wisconsin, but I have also um, rode on the water and continue to try to train and race for races on the water, which I hope are gonna be a thing again very soon. And uh, yeah, and just recently have sort of dipped my toes in more virtual indoor racing, which is how I got to know Morgan as she took me across the floor like a little scrubber in our 500 meter pieces, because you're so monstrously strong. Oh no. Super impressive.
1: Yeah, um, you just made it look effortless. Completely effortless, it was beautiful.
0: <laughs> I figured you combine the two of us, you have this unstoppable rower, but means we each have our, you know, things to work on. Which is good though, because I, as I see it, we're still relatively young as rowers. Which reminds me, are you willing to say which birthday it is for you today?
1: I just turned 41.
0: Woohoo! All right, so I'm,
1: I'm, in the, I'm the baby still in the forty to forty nine group.
0: <laughs> you are, and uh, tomorrow I'll hit the. Oh, I'm getting out of the mid forties tomorrow. Tomorrow's number forty seven for me, so I, it's hard to. Believe awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: That's okay. <laughs> so better every year, right?
0: It does get better every year, and uh, you know, in some ways, things are just starting.
1: That is a great question. Um, and that's one of the things that actually I actually love about rowing is that there's so many different stories about how people come to rowing. Um, and I started rowing relatively late, kind of recently. Um, I actually um, was athletic growing up, like in, the, in I did college competitive sports. Um, and then when I got out of college, I suddenly started gaining weight. And we didn't really know kind of why we did a lot of testing, uh, metabolic testing and whatnot. And um, they put me on experimental drugs, that I think I could probably sue for now, <laughs> but, um, uh, but I finally, like, and I would get me sick, and I finally said, you know what, that's it, this is what my body wants to do right now, I'm just, we're just going to be as healthy as I can be, and uh, that took me until I, my 30s, um, at which point I was about 425 pounds at my highest, and I actually underwent a bariatric surgery, I did a, a vertical sleeve gastrectomy with the world-famous Dr. Tiga, who was amazing. And, um, that just really, it's, it's one of those things that it's not a, uh, it's not a fix all thing. It's not a, you did the surgery, you're done, right? It, it's really just a step in, in your whole fitness health journey. So, uh, I did that first step and like three months later, I joined a gym, like three months post-op. All right, let's do this thing. I started a gym, hired a personal trainer, um, that carried me for a couple of years. And one of the hardest things I found was even though I'd been dropped so much weight, I ended up losing 230 pounds, um. That my, I still had a lot, of, a lot of knee issues. I had those from playing soccer when I was younger. Now that I'm older and I've been carrying weight for years, they just got kind of progressed. Um, just The aches and pains of, you know, being in your 30s, you're not, you know, 20, 18 anymore. Um, and so when I, st- I started, I was group friends with a lot of people who did like a marathon. They were all runners. And I tried. I did my one half marathon. Check it off my list, said, I am never doing this again. <laughs> my, poor, my poor ankles and feet and knees, everything hurt. And that's when I kind of like jumped into rowing. They, they pulled in these, these, um, these, these rowing machines. Um, we got like 15 of them at our studio. I was going to a place called Whole Body Boot Camp, which was all women. It was, it was a wonderful, supportive environment. And um, we started doing classes. And I just did like a class like once a month or twice a month. And it was kind of that cardio you love to hate. You're like, man, this really sucks while well, you're doing it. But then you get done, you're like, oh. You know, that wasn't so bad. Maybe you will sign up for another class and you're having fun because you're in a group, right? And then uh, so after about a year of that, that December, uh, my trainer kind of like talked to me after class. She's like, you know, your numbers are really good. There's this whole website. You can type in your numbers and like get ranked. And I'm like, really? Like is data involved in this? And I, uh, I hadn't looked into it before. And I'm a data analyst by trade. So this was like a double like reason to fall in love with rowing. So I found out you could pull all the data from the ERG, and then I also found out you could put your numbers online. You can benchmark yourself. There's online communities that are just incredible and supportive, um, and that was just kind of like the the whole like you know that just synced it for me. Like I was I was all in at that point. Um, I found out once I once I put my numbers in, I found out I was like 15th in the world. I was like how motivational is that? Like you know you gotta you gotta keep doing it then. Um, and I actually got to go I, um, because uh, pretty quickly after that I found that I also had qualified for something called the World Games, and um, which was an event that was going to be held in uh, – that was in Poland. And so I'm like, you know, I qualified for this World Games thing. I should probably figure out how to actually row. <laughs> so I, traveled, I traveled to the Bay Area, and I, I kind of went around and got to meet a bunch of wonderful coaches, people who, try, who train on the water and, like, in the studio. And so I had a better – not, you know, I still I still sometimes feel like a spastic monkey on the rowing machine, especially when I'm rowing against someone like you who has beautiful form. Um, but I had a better idea of form, a little bit better. I, I learned to stop rowing at a 10. That was my biggest thing, too. Was like, How oh, I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have it rowing at a 10. And jumping your erg across the room is probably not actually a sign of good form. <laughs> My first yeah. roaring competition, the judges, they had to come sit on my row rower and babysit me so I didn't run into their monitors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rain in the
1: power. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was great. So that's that's what got me started. And then what's keeping me going is just as not only the community, but just how approachable and easy it is for anybody to do. And you can you can go into this not, not wanting to kill yourself. You could go into it being something more like, you know, easy paced, long, you know, slow slow you know, intervals, or you can go into this and just really crush it, you know, get a huge, hugely impactful workout. And it doesn't, it can be either one. It can be one day, one, one to the other. So it's, I, I love the flexibility of it. And it's something that I can do. I, I totally plan to keep growing in my nineties, you know, get those, get those 90 year old records. Those look doable. We should, we should, we should get those. You get them first and I'll go try to get them to chase you.
0: And then you'll be break them all apart <laughs> Yeah,
1: there's a, there's a few really fast ladies who are a little bit older than me, so they're gonna they're gonna set the bar really high.
0: <laughs> you know, we'll see,
1: but they'll be great.
0: It's funny you say that because for a long time my mantra was, well, I'll just keep doing this into my 60s, 70s, and 80s, and then just by sheer attrition, I'll I'll start winning stuff. But I got to now <laughs> it's a different prospect. We have to stay fit, and actually, there will be a bar pretty high by the time we're yeah. in another 30 years when we're up in that category for sure. Um, that's the crazy good part. Well, and that's like what you said, it's uh, one of the things I love about rowing, particularly as you know, hosting a, a studio based workout here is um, you can have that person who's pushing, just like you said, a really impactful workout and that person who's just trying to get some uh, healthy activity and they can sit right next to each other for the same hour and do very different things on the machine. still find community and a sense of encouraging one another in a meaningful way so that's super cool yeah
1: that's awesome
0: well i'm you know the more i listen to you talk the more i think sometimes that we are rowers from another mother because um you know i it's something there for me was that extra hook about rowing too you said it was not just the workout but it was the data piece that kind of kept you mentally engaged to things and Um, when I was much younger, that's how I came to rowing. Basically I had been, um, a pretty active high school athlete and then, uh, about halfway through high school had an injury that required spinal surgery. And so uh, once I was recovered from that to the point of being able to go about normal life, I tried as an adolescent to just jump right back into all my other sports with the same intensity that I had left them without giving any grace to my body to kind of work back up to that level of fitness. And so as I got back into things like soccer, volleyball, things like that, I I just dropped right back out of them again because I was so discouraged that I wasn't where I used to be. And then um, I went to a very small liberal arts college, Sarah Lawrence College in New York. Yay! and uh, not a really sports team oriented school. And so one of the few teams that was a team community was rowing. And so I gave it a try. And um, much like you, there was this hook to it in the sense of it was really flipping hard, Um, hard to find fitness on the machine. Yes, but even harder to find that sense of balance and mechanics and sequence of the stroke on the water and so for me it, it sort of met me where i was the mental challenge of it or the mastering the technical pieces of it met where my adolescent brain and fitness were so i had to kind of stick with it um to to unlock the code or whatever it was so that's what kept me hooked into it uh, and continuing to row to try to get faster but also to just try to figure out how the heck this or thing works through the water stuff so that's what hooked me in um, and has, has kept me engaged ever since. And it's funny, I, I will say, you know, again, I started in 1993 and there's probably about a 18 month or two year period where I didn't Uh, actually row competitively on the water at some point in the season. And that was when I was uh, finishing my master's degree and working for um, a bariatric surgery clinic at Mass General Hospital in Boston. So this is why I think like the more I talk with Morgan, the more there's just like these overlaps in our lives. But it's funny um, that time that I was working on some bariatric surgery research and collecting tissue samples in the OR and all this very exciting stuff. It was also um, the heaviest and the least in shape that I have been in my life because I threw myself into a very different kind of work. And for me, um, the the writing was on the wall that, hey, I need to, even if it means kind of changing my career goals or changing the kind of jobs that I can take, I need a lifestyle that affords me the time and window to keep pursuing this rowing thing because um, it's my sanity, it's my fitness. And for the better part of 25 years, it's been my social group of friends and family too. So, um, it's really kept me engaged that way.
1: Um, that is another great question. Um, I think one thing I, 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 really celebrate is right now at 41 I'm probably the most fit I've ever been in my life by far um and I, I think that one of the things that, that happens
0: stuff. I love
1: hearing that. <laughs> I think that one of the things that happens is as as, as after hitting my 40s and even in my beginning my 30s but as as I've gotten older I've started to really appreciate how important it is to prioritize your health and your fitness not just for your not just for your physical health but for your mental emotional health um this is you know this is really what kind of keeps me going as far as like, you know, I have, especially during a pandemic, I've had a very stressful job. Um, I love my job. Absolutely love it. But it can be very stressful. And if I don't get those workouts in, if I'm not getting that time to like reset myself, that I've, you know, I feel like I've taken care of my body. I've you know, had those workout endorphins. Um, I'm a pretty miserable horrible person, <laughs> not horrible, but I, I'm a much less happy person. And to me, actually something that's very important is, is being a, a very optimistic, happy person. That's just, that's my baseline. And if I'm not, you know, prioritizing my, my fitness, um, I start losing that. You start feeling like you start losing yourself and you're not enjoying your life as much. You're, you're not, you know, give, you're not able to give to your loved ones. Like we feel like, Oh, well, you know, taking the time to the fitness is selfish and maybe, and I'm not, I'm not spending that time with my family or I'm not serving my family. And I think that is just absolutely wrong. I think that you know, being your best self, being your, whatever makes you a happy, wonderful person to be around, that is in service to your family and to your friends and to your work. You're making yourself the best you that you can be to give to other people. And if you don't, if you don't have that in yourself to be able to give to them, like you know, if you're running yourself ragged, running yourself all the way down and not taking care of you, then what do you have to give to them, right? like, you know, if you're a grumpy person all the time. So to me, that that, I think, especially in my 40s, that's something that I've just definitely come to realize and and find very important and just also just really appreciate and enjoy is a of my fitness and my health. Um, and that's a huge motivation as well. So how about you?
0: I, I think you summed it up really well. Um, you know, one of the interesting parts of my rowing journey was going through this period of time from our Kind of late twenties into our late thirties, where um, you know, as a as a woman and an athlete, a lot of our sort of circle of athletes people dropped in, dropped out, dropped in, dropped out, and they got married, they had kids. Um, And what I love about, and I I feel like the more I know the world, the more I know it's not just unique to my little rowing circle of friends, is that everybody drops back in again. And I think for a lot of the reasons that you say that um, this is what brings either the pursuit of fitness, and I think the particular pursuit of rowing fitness, because it is so accessible through the years, that people swing back into it. Um, You know, when their kids are old enough to go to daycare or when they decide that um you, they've you know achieved a point in their career where they can take that time to have an hour a day that they're at the boathouse or they're at the the gym or the studio. Um and I think rowing lends itself to that really well. And I'm grateful as a 40-something year old to know that it's you know it people come back to it. And I think for the reasons you say it mm-hmm. helps to make you the better person that you are. Um, and just kind of be ready to attack the other things in your life because you've prioritized your own fitness and your own health and for us in the particular way of rowing. Um, I call it my drug of choice or my antidepressant of choice, um, because I just know, and there are a lot of days, particularly in 2020, which we'll talk about in a second, where it's seemed a lot easier to, I don't know, start cocktail hour at three o'clock or not get out of the sweatpants most of the day. But um, the days that I put rowing fitness into the day, I just feel better about myself. And um, I'm so glad that it's a sport that like you said, there are some pieces that keep getting faster. I mean, never the 500 meter piece that we did against each other. I, I never would have thought I'm gonna train for a, and I didn't train that much, but you know, who would have thought that we're gonna race a 500 meter piece, a couple ladies in their forties, but actually, you know, <laughs> just getting started with that kind of stuff. And there's, I feel like an opportunity for each of us to go even faster than we have on certain pieces, which is so good including your piece this morning. Tell a little bit about what you did this morning on your birthday.
1: Oh, yes. On my birthday, I did a one-hour ski erg time trial to see how many meters I could get. And I did 14,819 meters in one hour, which was holding, I think it was a uh, 201.4, maybe 0.6, I forget. And uh, that, which set not only the age group world record, but that set the 40 to 49 age group faster than any other age group out there. So that was pretty happy. This represents these 40 to 49 year old ladies. We're pretty strong, pretty strong bunch there. And uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty exciting. I, I, I told my coach, I'm like, I think I, I want a world record for my birthday. And he's just like, sheesh. You <laughs> know, people say they want ice cream for their for their birthday. No, because I want a world record for my birthday.
0: <laughs> well, and I do think and, that that's some of the X factor. Which I mean, it makes me say, we got to get you on the water rowing because I, you do have that factor of like, you know, I always talk about um, my pair partner that I've rowed a pair with a lot. She lives in Boston. She doesn't live here anymore. I mean, I don't live in Boston anymore, so but we still consider ourselves pair partners. And we'll still find ourselves, we'll be walking down the sidewalk and one will try to kind of edge ahead of the other or one will <laughs> a nice easy job somewhere, yeah. And it's somebody always trying to push at the end. And I think that is kind of the the rower's mindset. That's like, yeah, most people would want cake but you want a world record on your birthday. And I, I really, that, so I can appreciate that. And I'm happy you got what you wished for, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Me too. I, I couldn't it without some really good friends. It's one of those things, if you were just at home alone, you know, 30 minutes in, I'd have been like, oh, okay, maybe not today. But, you know, when you have people there with you cheering you on or doing it right right beside you, like teamwork is just makes dream work. It really does. Like I, I would not have, you push back all of your limitations and you have people there to support you. And it's pretty awesome. Oh, yes. 2020. That was, uh, that was an adventure. You know, what's funny is that our shutdown happened right before my birthday and I was coming into my 40th birthday and I was planning, I had planned for my 40th birthday it was a big four. I was planning. I was going to do a fitness excursion. So specifically for rowing, I had found um, a couple of different studios that I wanted to put like, like I said, there's not a lot here in Fresno. There's definitely one, There's life fit. And they do a wonderful job. But um, I wanted to try out Row House. Um, I wanted to try There's one called Hard Sit. And they made a, they actually took a Concept2 front end rower and strapped it to a Pilates reformer. Like they bolted them together. I made like this oh, Franken rower. It's awesome. <laughs> so I'm like, that is cool. I gotta try this. So my other, one of my other loves is I love actually it's called Legree. Um I do Legree Fitness twice a week too. Um, another thing you love to hate, you hate it while you're doing it. You're done. You're like, <laughs> heck yeah, I crush that. Um, so I had this whole week I had taken off of work that I was taking a trip, got my hotel booked, had signed up for packages at, at Hardfit, at Row House, at Trim Fitness Studio, which is a Legree studio. I had other places I was, gonna, I had class pass, so I was gonna try other studios. And like the week before I went down, everything shut down and I, all my, everything was canceled. <laughs> so oh. that, was, that was very disheartening. Um, I didn't get to do that trip that trip later on, but um, yeah. it was masks. Nothing like rowing and doing things with masks, right? Um, but it was, uh, you know, it was kind of a, it was, it was kind of a time where was, things were, you know, fitness has always been my go-to stress relief source. And now my stress levels were at an all time high and not just, not just from the pandemic. I had, we had some major family kind of traumatic things occur in my family. We had work became super difficult. We had just everything. It just felt like it's like you were getting kicked from every direction. So 2020 really sucked. And I just, it was kind of funny because I kind of told myself, I really need some wins so where do you get wins you sign up for every single competition under the sun that you can find so, um i ended up buying a rower um i have one already um but i had one i have a pm3 and i really wanted a pm5 and i wanted a new yeah. one so i got on the, the list and I, I, I got my rower eventually um that's where it, 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 all the, that's for my stimulus check went. <laughs> good choice Good so, choice. Um, I actually signed up for, gosh, I was looking at my list. I signed up for like 18 different competitions. <clears throat> what was kind of neat is there's all of the on-the-water regettas, um, of course, had gone virtual. So I had a unique chance that I would never have had because, first off, I don't, I don't roll on the water <laughs> I like, yet. This is my year. And
0: <laughs>
1: this is my year. So I signed up for like all of them. I went to like Regatta central, and I just went, I'll sign up for that one, head of the Ohio, head of the Oklahoma, head of the Charles head of the skull kill, which I can't pronounce right, head of the fish, head of the hooch, I signed up for all of them. And um, which is funny, so I'm used to rowing at 2k, like that's my standard distance, but they all were like 3k to 5k. So I'm like, what is this, what are these, that's like not my distance at all. Like, <laughs> I, I really hate 5k's. I hate 2k's too. I, I'm, a, I'm a sprinter, um, but I did all of them. And you know, I placed in every single one. And that was like, super, like I said, I needed wins. It's kind of cool. Cause I have like a little stack of like medals from my, my winnings from over from the, um, from this, the last year. And um, that really, like I had come into 2020 kind of feeling like I, my, my my real competitive days were kind of over. I had had a, an ACL replacement a year or so ago. Um, I just kind of felt like I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of competition left in me and it turns out I was wrong. <laughs> so I, uh, in this last year, I have PR'd every distance that I've ever tried. So I've had my fastest 2K ever. I've had my fastest 500. I did my fastest 2K at the world this last year. Uh, this year. Actually, 2021, I guess. Yes. Um, I did my fastest 500 at the U.S. Nationals. Um, I've had my fastest 1,000 meter at the world indoor sprints this, 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 lot, this last month. So it's like, hey, you know, don't cut yourself out in your 40s. In your 40s, I'm beating all my times to my 30s. So, you know so that was kind of that's my 2020 is i decided to sign up for every single (laughs) race i could find every virtual competition that i was out there i signed up for and i'm so glad i did even though i hated myself during each one of those 5,000 years. (laughs) meters
0: i kind of feel like that means you're doing something right if you uh if you question your "why the hell did I do this" at some point in the middle of the day, <laughs> or the third 500, or at the halfway point of a head race, then yeah, you're probably doing something right.
1: <laughs> doing something right. That's so good. you had an adventurous 2020.
0: I did. Starting a new well, business.
1: And I, it started with a bang.
0: It started with a bang, and then it, I don't really know how to describe what happened next. But yeah, so. Um, <laughs> I feel like you have a lot of very tangible kind of, you know, the medals, the literal notches in the, um, you know, in the, the chunk of 2020, where you got some real tangible feedback. And I feel like my feedback is a little less tangible of, oh yeah, this actually was a good year and a little less, a, a little later in coming, um, because yes, yeah, it's, it's true. I opened our foot, uh, rowing fitness studio here in Verona, Wisconsin, catalyst rowing fitness opened in February, 2020. And our, our mission or our plan for the first month was kind of capture the friends and family, the people we know that are interested into this, the people we know are into fitness. And that went absolutely according to plan. And then it's kind of like you said, right right before my birthday, you know, right, right before <laughs> our birthday weekend. Um, yeah, I was actually supposed to travel as well uh, to see some family and had our last class here in the studio on Saturday, the 14th of March, I think it was. And then um, I was actually supposed to leave that afternoon. And my partner who's in the Air Force and uh, does some medical responses, he came in and said, well, I can't leave the state anymore because he was supposed to travel with me. And I said, oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. And then 48 hours later, everything had to be shut down. And so I think I spent a lot of time, the remainder of that month of March last year, sort of like a deer in headlights, like this, um, what the heck, what do we do? Um, And, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before we we started into this conversation that I thought, okay, should I go virtual like everybody else is? Um, But the community that we had started building here, yes, they were very fitness oriented, but they weren't expert rowers by any stretch. And so for them to think of just doing things from home, they either didn't have a rower or they didn't, you know, there wasn't, it wasn't a no-brainer to continue virtually from home. And I will say, honestly, for me as an on the road, on the water rower, it wasn't a no-brainer for me to enter all those races that you're talking about. My thought was, oh, like just, I gotta wait till real rowing comes back or whatever. And so it was really late in 2020 that I started thinking, oh, why not do these things virtual? It's something to to keep dangling that carrot in front of you to, to keep going. But I was so late in the game to do that. So I'm really happy that you did that, you know, that you had that thought sooner versus later to just get involved in whatever you can to kind of keep the, the fitness and the community piece of things going. Because I'll tell you, once I did, it was really great. Um, you know, for me, again, rolling my antidepressant. And Sometimes when the the chips are down, you don't take your meds and then you really don't want to after that. And so you kind of got to get yourself started again. Um, But on the flip side of all that, I think, you know, I'm a... I'm kind of a perfectionist. I want everything to work out just so. And 2020 has sort of beat that out of me. I have, I have learned to accept good enough. I've learned to experiment as a business owner and as an athlete with things um, that are way out of my comfort zone. And, and I wouldn't have done that before. And you know, they, they don't always work. Um, there's a favorite quote that was on our boathouse wall in Boston that said, bad things are going to happen and some of them might be funny. And so I've just sort of made that my <laughs> mantra for the year. Like I know that at some point bad stuff is going to happen, but some of it you might actually get a, a good laugh out of. So, um, I've learned I love
1: that. That's great.
0: <laughs> so, I've I've learned a lot of things and and um, as much as I can't wait to get back on the water again, of course um i'm excited to now enter some more virtual races because i think the you know the spirit as well as the speed and fitness that folks like you have brought to this um even who haven't rode on the water before it's like holy crap this is fun like let's keep doing this so that's cool
1: that actually reminds me i totally like i mentioned my races i did um but i did not mention um the rowers choice things that they've done um, which is why I actually wore my, I don't know if you can see you got it. your gear my, That's awesome. Yeah, I got my Southwest Armada. So we did, um, one of the fun things that we did this last fall was that, um, I can't remember where you, you were in that too, right? The Rower's Choice, um, we had the, this is the Premier Rowing League. Yeah,
0: not the first, that I didn't do. So
1: that, yeah. So. Oh, see, uh, yeah. that comes back around. You got to sign up for that one. Right. So that one was, well, we, we did kind of a head-to-head thing also there, but it was like you had different teams or regional teams. And um, there was quite a few weeks, and every week they had a different, a different challenge distance, and they would, the team would pick a couple of their rowers to pit head to head against another team. Kind of, I guess it's kind of like you would do like a bowl. I've never done bowling, but like a bowling, league, another like tournament type league. And so you would have. So I was in the, I was on the Southwest Armada, and we did quite well. Uh, we didn't win, but we did well. We got to, I think we got to the, some of the playoffs or finals. I think we got like third, something. I forget. But, uh, but it was a blast. And there was all kinds of wonderful rowers from all over the place. Um, some of my friends who I row with. Um, the one thing that was sad for us in the beginning, but it turned out to be fun was that we got, you know, we weren't, we didn't get to be on the same team. You know, I was hoping I'm used to a lot of, <clears throat> that's one of the hard things with like, the virtuals is there's, I have so many different teams that I love that I want to be a part of. Like I'm part of the sub seven indoor rowing league, which is an international rowing league, um, team. Um, or not rowing league, but a rowing international rowing club. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when I row, like at at, um, at a big competitions, like when i row, i got to go to like Poland, I got to go to um, to um, Budapest, I've got to go to like the, the World Down in Long Beach. And what was neat is even though I was there alone and I didn't really know anybody so much so so, so to speak, I actually had people, members from Sub Seven who were there, like um, Elena and Pavel, um, who are just incredible world famous rowers. They're both Sub Seven. So they come up and give me hugs and like know me from like the, you know, the Facebook group, you know, um, there was Yvonne, there's all kinds of people who I, I knew from online who I met through these online communities and clubs. <clears throat> so what's hard is like, you want to, you want to be a part of, I'm part of that group, but I'm also a part of engine by Carson, which is another training group. And I'm part of Southwest Armada. Um, and so I, I, I you know, like, you, like, a lot of times you only select one affiliation, but I'm like, but I have like four affiliations. And then I have my own warrior fitness affiliation. But so it's kind of a, a, uh, a wonderful dilemma to have, you know, to have so many kind of families that you want to, you know, say, you know, celebrate you're a part of, put as your affiliation. But uh, but yeah, so Rower's Choice, Southwest Armada, they're awesome. So I, I'm not too sure who the, I, I should have, I should know my regional team better, but we should look up and see who your team is. Gotta get you on there next, this next time it comes up.
0: I Be should, fun. I should. And hopefully get some of our um, newer rowers here at Catalyst to do it too, because yeah that's the other thing that they got really interested in is even folks who have just started to row a month or two on the machine never on the water and to see how excited they were about the rower's choice um getting into the bracket and then doing some a couple of them did uh submitted times for the virtual head of the charles and it's really For me, a grower, it's like, well, I know why I want to do this. But then to see other folks that have never held an oar in their hand, super excited about it, I was like, oh man, it's bigger than just on the water. It's really cool. You know, the final question that CJ sent us is you know, that one thing that we love most about growing and First of all, it's, it's hard for me to pick a, a one thing, but you talking about meeting people from these different affiliations, and in some cases maybe just knowing them from Facebook or virtual, and then meeting them in person, and it's like you can dispense with the usual getting to like you already know that you're of like minds, and um, you know kind of like growing friends already, even though you just maybe met in person for the first time. And um, I think yeah. that's something that over you know, the, the joy for you is that that's just sort of beginning in the big thing that doesn't go away over the years. It's, um, you know, some of my longest term friends are friends that I've met from rowing and, um, and some of them are Olympians and some of them rowed one year at a small college, like where I went to, and then never touched it again, but there's still, there's that, you know, we're rowers. Um, I remember one time at at head of the Charles, I was at the, the docks of the Cambridge boat club and this, woman who's on the Dutch national team, and now her name escapes me, I feel so bad, but um, I introduced myself to her, and I said, oh, I'm, I'm Martha, and she goes, oh, Martha from Wisconsin, and I was like, how, did this, how does she know who I am, but it's just because, you know, it's the talk around the boathouse, and especially Cambridge Boat Club during the head of the Charles, it's sort of a nucleus of where a lot of people meet, or train out of, or launch out of, and, um, that's the joy is that even little old me can launch for my race off the same dock that this year's Olympian will launch off of. And you kind of say, Hey, and then you never see them again, cause they're so fast. But, um, but it's a, bit of a place <laughs> where that kind of thing can happen. And, and those people can be long-term friends so that, um, you know, even if you're going head to head in competition or they're just completely worlds away from you in another caliber of racing, um, there's that collegial sense about things and, and lifelong friendships, which I really appreciate. So that's probably my one thing that I love most about rowing. How about you? Um,
1: I think it's actually pretty much along those same lines. I I love the, I love the community and the camaraderie. And especially like, I, I kind of said this in a couple other interviews that I've had from um, like the world and whatnot, but I kind of feel like anytime I'm racing, like I'm somebody who I'm competitive and I don't always like being competitive. But that's why in this, it to me, it always feels win-win because it's either either I win and that's awesome, or a friend of mine wins, and I'm too busy cheering them to really worry about the fact that I didn't win. Like you know, I'm too excited that they pr or that they did great. Like I, I've never felt like bad that somebody else won. Like I'm always, I'm always super excited for them and and cheering my pr or my strong attempt and cheering for their strong attempt and theirs happens to be the winner of the day and that is like awesome, like, so I appreciate that. I kind of feel that also in return from the community. So like, like there's a lot of things that like, sometimes if I win, I, I get I usually get a, a flood of wonderful messages from all kinds of friends I have in the rowing community congratulating me and, you know, awesome job, you know, and I never I never feel that there is any sort of negativity towards each other. Like I, and, and maybe that's something unique to the women's group or the women's 40 to 49 group. Uh, I hope not, because um, I absolutely love that about the community. And that definitely has kept me going. Like, if, I think if there had been um, any sort of like negativity in there, that probably would have dissuaded me, but this would not have been nearly so much fun but, um, I, I, absolutely love all the people in there. Like, I wish I could like give a whole list of names of just how many wonderful people there are, but there really is that many, like there's just wonderful group out there. And, uh, yeah. So if you're all listening to this, you guys are amazing. Love you guys. <laughs> but 100%. yeah, that's my favorite thing.
0: Yeah. And I don't Sorry. think that's unique to our age group. I don't know about the, you know, men's women's side, but I think, yeah, you can, mm-hmm. you can, when the go goes, you are in it to win it, but then, um, Again, I can think of lots of post head of the Charles wandering around the race course, you know, talking to, again, former Olympians from maybe overseas who won their race handily. And then they're like, well, how did you do Martha? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I, I, our boat came in seventh and they're like, that's really great. Seventh. That's great. (laughs) You're like, yeah, you know, that is pretty great. (laughs) And, you know, compared to, yeah, compared to the folks that are, you know, sitting at home and not doing anything, we're really crushing so, um, yeah, well, uh, I think that's all the questions that we had to get through in the prescribed sense, but I do want to ask you, when are we going to launch Spastic Monkey Rowing Club? Because I really do want to ask every time you say Spastic Monkey, I really, I think we need a t-shirt and I think we need an event. That's, uh, the Spastic uh, Monkey Rowing Club and, and we'll get, I, I love it. We'll get on the water and um, yeah, but uh, that being said, you have an open invitation anytime Morgan to come work out here at Catalyst or to come get in my training single. It's nice and wide. So the first time you don't have to be worried about it and um, we'll get you out on the water and, and I'm sure you would enjoy it. And in no time flat, you'd be kicking complete ass on the water as well. <laughs>
1: Oh, I would love that. I would I would make sure to wear a bathing suit, you know, because I'm sure I'll be taking a dip. <laughs> and if somebody's in the boat with me, they probably be taking a dip too.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've heard s- of
1: this catching crabs thing, and I'm sure I would be doing that all the time.
0: <laughs> there's catching crabs, and some people say, you know, there's two types of scholars who, you know, in the single, there's the scholars who flip and the scholars who lie. So, you know, everybody Lies. does
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'll get it out right out of the, I'll, get out, I'll get out of the way right away and then probably keep doing it, but you know, that's okay.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully I, <some> warm <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: exactly. I feel like it would be, you know, just merely a step in the process for you at the very least, but I think you'd be crushing it in no time flat. Um, well, I will, uh, give a shout out to Catalyst Rowing Fitness and to Rower's Choice and Warrior Fitness. Um, Give your shout out to your people as well, too.
1: Yeah, if you if you are ever in California near Fresno, the middle of nowhere, California, totally. We we do we do have Yosemite nearby, so I guess we have a draw somewhere nearby. But otherwise, people think of California, they think of the coast, right? We're like the desert. <laughs> but but if you're ever here, we would love to have you. Like so, Warrior Fitness is is just an amazing place. Wonderful family there, and uh, we would love to have visitors of of your caliber to show us how it's done. Like we would appreciate that. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. It would be my pleasure. Well, um, thanks to Rower's Choice for the opportunity for the older ladies, slightly older Yay. today, and even slightly older, older tomorrow, the birthday girl, <laughs> um, Morgan and Martha, the March babies. Um, thanks for the opportunity. Crazy.
1: My, my birthday present just arrived.
0: What is, is that a biker? Is it, what is it? I
1: see concept two. Do I see concept two? It's a two? Yeah. So I, I have a, so I have a biker because I won the biker in road royalty. I actually won it. And then I got a stear for my birthday because we gotta have a stimulus check, right? I might as well use it on a piece of equipment. So this is this one's my own. So I'm <laughs> really excited.
0: awesome.